Hello, everyone. Thank you for checking out Fort Worth Roots. This is a variety interview podcast based right here out of Fort Worth, Texas. This is one of the 10 episodes we're using to launch the podcast. If you'd like to see show notes or see our social media links, go to fortworthroots.com. Again, thank you so much for being here. Please leave us comments and send us emails so we know what to do to get this thing right. Let's start the show. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode. My guest today just graduated from A&M with her MS in sports management. Uh, after graduating from SMU, she began working with sports media companies in the Dallas area. She's covered everybody from the Dallas Mavericks uh, all the way back to SMU football and ba- uh, basketball. Uh, recently, she took over all the social media marketing for Inside the Huddle, which is a Cowboys talk show filmed out of the House of Blues. Uh, please give it up for Molly Mayfield. Hi, Molly. Hello. <laughs> How'd I do? Is that okay? Yes, that is perfect. I'll probably hate it, and then I'll <laughs> redo it, but uh, thank you for being here. Uh, let's do a, a drop, uh, name drop real quick for your, your company, MRM Agencies. Uh, they can find your website at mrmagencies.org. Yes. Okay. Well, I like to get that uh, business side of stuff out of the way first. You want to tell us a little bit about mrmagencies.org? Yes. So... Um, like you said, I went to SMU. My It's always been my dream to do broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. So all through college, that's all I did was do SMU TV and all this stuff. And then once I got out, started exploring the real world. And I got to see more of like the marketing communication side for SMU athletics. And so um, I just started doing more research on that. And so then I saw Texas A&M has an online sports management program. I was like, I'll just do that. And so... While I was doing that, I was also doing part-time marketing for Boutique over in Plano, and it was actually, I think a few weeks ago, a year ago, I quit. I was just like, I just uh, I just cannot work for people, or like, I can work with people, but I just didn't like, I don't know, just the way they were wanting to have me run marketing, all this stuff. I was like, I'm just going to do it myself. So it's about, it's been about a year that I just did freelance and just started to rebrand from photography and production over to just full-on marketing and management and stuff and so your website looks like you cover everything did you develop the website that you're using right now yes I built it all myself it's beautiful thank you very clean very easy to navigate um I'm you know I've developed a couple websites myself using other people's uh website builders and it always looks like crap Mm. But it looks like you've got it figured out. <laughs> yes, that's my main goal. Make it look clean and polished and easy to navigate throughout. So what goes into social media marketing for a boutique? That sounds, uh, on on the surface, that sounds like they don't really go together. Oh, I think I've finally vowed to myself to never mess with boutiques <laughs> ever again. Just because, because um, like marketing my company, that's, Like my baby and then boutiques and their owners. That's, oh my gosh, that's like twins. They're like going to take care of it no matter what. And so it's very challenging because like small boutiques, they do have a lot of support and they have support from women that just want to spend money all day. And so it's like one day you take these photos and you're like, oh, you have to like get them out and publish like the next day or it's like sold out. It's like, what's this photo going to be worth now? And so. Oh, so they'd have like. 20 or 30 of that item, you'd put it out oh, 24 no. hours later and it'd be gone? Or? They have two of each size of oh, one item. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. It's a boutique, right? Small. Oh, yes. Very exclusive. So, yeah, it's like they only have six of one item, so you have to get published very fast or it's sold out and, like, you can't use the photo. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I would just vow to never deal with boutiques ever again. (laughs) That's Ruger. And we had a dog (laughs) sitter, um, and uh, that fell through. So he's being very polite right now. That he's so fluffy. Year and a half now, and he is just a ball of furious energy. <laughs> so I took him out this morning, tried to wear him out. He's doing pretty good though. He will slobber yes. all over you. So I don't know if those are your it's okay good shorts, but <laughs> no. Um, so you're uh, I cut your intro down a little bit, but you have a huge uh, list of places that you've worked, and I was familiar with about ninety percent of them. They're big mm-hmm. names. Yes. How do you get into stuff like that? Because I'm, 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 I'm constantly trying to contact people, like, for one reason or another. Lately, it's been to come on this show, um, and it's hard. It's hard to, to to get your foot in the door with people like that because they're constantly bombarded by mm-hmm. everybody trying to yes. do the same thing that I'm trying to do. Yeah. So how did you get in touch with uh, big name places like that? Um, I guess it's just putting myself out there. I just, um, for a while, just kept saying yes to opportunities. And um, just because, like, I knew starting out in the media industry is wasn't going to pay well at all. Right. And so, like, I've had, like, opportunities to go to, like, North Dakota for, like, an anchoring job. I'm like, I don't want to go up there for, like. To anchor on what? Um, on, like, a little TV station talking okay. about who knows what. I'm like, it's cold up there, <laughs> like. No, never mind. You so didn't I'm, do it? Oh, no. I want to go to North Dakota so bad. Oh, well, I'll send you the link. And you, you haven't go. been? No. Well, I have, um, when I was, like, little, okay. but, like, never, like, actually lived up there. Yeah. Just, like, passed through it. It's on the list. I don't yes. know why North Dakota, but it's one of the places I want to go. Interesting. Yeah. And so. I think because it's so sparsely populated. It yeah. It sounds like a nice place. Mm. <laughs> so I just kept saying yes to opportunities and. Just like one person's like, hey, I know this person. They probably need photos or something. And I think um, the best opportunity I ever did was, I think it was about two years ago, Mm -hmm. I went and auditioned for Big Brother. Really? And so they were having an audition at Nebraska Furniture Mart. (laughs) And so... The one over there in, uh, was it Carroll? It's in the Colony. Colony. And so, because I've always been a huge fan of the show. And so... What season was it for? Um... Gosh, two years ago. Oh, my goodness. I don't even remember who was on. I don't know. Not to go back That's and watch okay. it. I threw you a curveball. But two so, years ago. And so I was sitting there, and there's, like, people behind me talking, and they were, like, they were talking about, like, fashion and media and blogging and stuff. So then I turned around, and the girl's like, oh, my gosh, you're Molly. I was like, what? She's like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. I'm like, this is <laughs> creepy. Yeah. And so they're just, like, a like a random group around me. So we mm-hmm. all like became really good friends until like to this day, we still talk to each other. Oh, and cool. then um, they're all from the area. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, Elena Davies, who is on the season prior to the one I was auditioning for her and her then boyfriend, who we don't talk about because okay. uh, they met on the show. Um, she just like showed up and was like giving advice to people. So I finally talked to her cause she used to be on, um, Kiss FM, I believe. And so she was, like, kind of in the industry. And so I was like, how did you do it? She's like, just keep going after and, like, putting yourself out there. And so since then, I've worked with her a few times in the past few years. And so that was, like, a big opportunity of putting myself out there and, like, 
You never know. You'll is meet. Is FM still around? Is that still a thing? Yes, okay. it is. I don't listen to the radio anymore. So. Me either. And I used <laughs> to work for a few stations in really? Dallas, and I never listened to their show. So how many Instagram followers? You said you, you just got recognized at a random uh, thing for your for your Instagram followers. How many followers do you have to have before people start recognizing you in public? Um. Well, like on my personal one, I like, I finally got to like a little over three thousand. Okay. And so I think is like that a big number. Um, for like maybe like macro influencers, but like yeah. huge influencers, I know they have like twelve thousand, and maybe some of them are bought. Yeah. And so, but I started getting. Is there some shame in that? You said that kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like I think because it's not very organic, and yeah. it's not like. Well, it's not as effective, right? Yeah. I mean, if they're not actually following you, then. Yeah. What do you really got? Yes. Uh, my yes. guest uh, two days ago, uh, House of Whiting, with uh, uh, the the owners of that company, they they have thirty six thousand followers on their Instagram page. Oh wow! He showed it to me, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I think it's crazy. You can, like just click on their follows, and you like see like it's all like weird names, no profile pictures, no nothing. I'm like, mm. you totally tell is bought. Okay. So I'll have to dig a little deeper. Yes. So what what is your company Instagram up to now? Um. Well, for my company one, um, just a little over a thousand, mm-hmm. and so, but like my personal one, I have three thousand. But I've been working on that, gosh, since high school. Yeah. Whenever I was like, I remember I post like photos of like spaghetti and like random stuff. So I'm like, ooh, no, never again. I don't know why I'm so interested with that. I just got an Instagram, so I'm looking at this like. Poking it with a stick, like what's it do? I don't know yes, yet. So yes, I've always, you know, I boycotted Facebook for years. Uh, I was, I was a MySpace guy, so I didn't need. Yes, Facebook. oh yes, but I remember MySpace. <laughs> um, so I'm just now trying to. I, I feel like I'm getting Instagram figured out, and then you know, there's Twitter, which mm-hmm. I don't really get. I'm trying to figure that one out, and then uh, my friend was just showing me TikTok. Yes. So there's another one I got to figure out, I guess. Oh, yes. I, for the longest time, I was like, I refuse TikTok. Like, I just don't understand it. But mm-hmm. I did download a few weeks ago, just like look at the videos. Yeah. Some of them were really funny and like keep me up to like 2 a.m. Yeah. I'm like, what the That's heck? That's what happened to us. We were sitting on the couch and she starts showing me these TikTok videos. And as soon as she says TikTok, I'm like, oh, get that out of my face. I'm not mm-hmm. looking at that. And then she should, well, just look at this. And then it was like, Whoo! Some kind of tractor beam. She's got my focus, and I can't pull away now. Yes. And then I kind of snapped out of it. I was like, oh, my God, we've been doing this for an hour. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. We should put this away. And then she's like, but look, there's an animal one. And she shows oh there's, like, dolphins and, yes. you know, the, the little otters with the little, you know. <laughs> anyway, so there goes another hour. Yeah. We just couldn't pull ourselves away from it. Oh, yeah. I think my camera roll is, like, filled with all TikTok videos. <laughs> just like sending them to like friends and stuff. That's so relatable stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. So it sounds like a lot of your work was uh, focused around photography. Yes. Is that kind of the, the, the backbone of everything you've been doing? Yes. And so it'll actually be nine years on July 3rd, my birthday. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just always been, I've always had like either like a dish or not digital like a Kodak little um, disposable camera in my uh-huh. hand. Like every time we go on road Still trips. Use those? No, not those, but I did use some film cameras before. Okay. And so every time we go on road trip, mom's like, oh, here's a camera, just like take photos or whatever. So I've always had a camera in my hand. 
And then I learned, I think my third great-grandfather was a mm-hmm. photographer. Okay. And so we found, um, so my granddad, he gave me all of his old cameras. So it's like like the box cameras, you mm-hmm. like look down into it, take yeah. photos, have like that, and like old Polaroids cameras. You like that kind of stuff? Um, They're very neat yeah. to like learn about and stuff, right. but I don't know if I could ever and it's a full-time like use hobby. one. There's yes. so many different models. There's so many different formats of film. Yes. You, have you ever tried to develop any? Yeah, so I had to take a black and white film class at SMU, okay. and so we'd have like a project every week, and so we had like a dark room to like um, develop everything. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I guess, because like you have these... Can, uh, canisters right. that you like put the film in, put all the chemicals in, mm-hmm. and so mine would never come out right. <laughs> and so finally, we realized the formula she gave us was for a different size canister. Oh crap! So finally, so you're like over developing or um, you're just cooking it too much. I forget what it was. It's been years now. And so finally, my last project, I got it right. Okay. I was like, yes. So I like redeemed myself the last <laughs> week of school. And so, but yeah, those cameras, I don't know how they did it back then. Cause now it's like all digital and yeah, it was extremely intricate and there were so many different models that I don't know how anybody could keep up, but it, it would literally be, there's no, back in the day, there were no hobbyist film camera people. I don't yeah. Think, Cause it's, it's so intricate. I started a, this all happened by accident. I started a film group, a, a vintage film camera group on Facebook. And the reason I did this is I was at a garage sale, and I can't remember what I was looking for, but I found these old film cameras. And mm. in my opinion, they were old. They were probably only about 40, 50 years old, some of them. Mm. Some of them maybe a little bit older. But I took them because they were cool, and I thought, well, at very least, I can use these for, you know, just putting up on the mantle. Or mm. Yeah, good decorations. Right. Yeah. And uh, the guy's like, you can have all of this stuff for 50 bucks. And I mean, like. Oh three my or four gosh. trips back and forth to the truck. He's like fifty bucks. I'm like, wow, yeah, for sure. So I grabbed it all up, and when I got home, I was looking on Facebook to find a group that I could, you know, find out information on these cameras because I thought, well, I might have something that's worth several hundred dollars. I don't know. Yeah, because they looked pretty cool and really mm-hmm. old and <laughs> in yeah. pretty good shape. So I got on there, and something happened with that group, and they disbanded. I'm like, well, I'll just start my own damn group. Mm. So I did, and now it's up to like 10,000 followers. Oh, wow. So every day I'm looking at this old vintage film camera stuff, and uh, it's really cool, and I had no idea how much stuff was involved with that, mm. but the rabbit hole just goes deeper every time I look into it. So, um, yeah, very crazy, and I've never tried to develop film, but I know it's a very intricate process. So oh, yes. Like, I cool still that you have, have that experience. Yeah, because I still have, like, all of my prints that I do, and, like, you have to, like, um, cut out strips, mm-hmm. and then, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. It's been, gosh, three years now, I guess, mm-hmm. since the class, and so you have to, like, um, put, like, some pe- plexiglass over paper so it doesn't get exposed to light, okay. and so you have to, like, it's have the a, light like on. a UV filter to it or something? Oh, that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's like you have to like have the light on it for so long and then uh-huh. go down the strip to like see how long you should have it exposed. And so I still have like all those, like 500 of them. You ever like, look at them? Um, 
sometimes there's some photos in there of like friends that I'm like, yeah. I don't even want to see your face oh, anymore. No. You'll fill so, out. So yeah, but I'm like, I'll just keep <laughs> it for memories. And yeah. so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, tell me a little more about uh, how you uh, settled into your your area over there, and because you're in Dallas right now, right? So I live like in the Rockwall area. Oh wow! So you're way out there. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's why I have venti coffee. I'm <laughs> like, it's gonna be a drive, but right. and you got something coming up right after this. Yes, that's actually like another story of how I met these oh, blogger good. girls to do their photos. Is this the same uh, Nebraska furniture girls. No, it oh, is okay. not. It's actually kind of interesting. Okay. So, um, so quick um, story for everyone. So, um, so I guess it was about a year ago. I was just on Instagram going through like a comment spree of like, I would click on like Dallas blogger hashtag mm -hmm. and I would just comment be like, Oh, I love your skirt. Like, where'd you get it? Like just random stuff. Just like try to get followers, like people to notice me. Right. And so I like comment on these girls blog posts or their Instagram. And I was like, Oh, cute shoes. I don't even know what I said. And then months later, one of the sisters messaged me. She's like, oh, hey, I was, like, going through our comments, and I saw yours. And then I'm, like, digging deeper into you. And apparently, we're in the same, like, online sales class at Texas a &M. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is this stalker-level stuff? Um, Almost. Probably. I guess <laughs> I guess she probably recognized my name and saw we were in the same classes for online school. And so then find out they like live in the Fort Worth area and they're like, Oh my gosh, we need a photographer for our blog stuff. So I'm like, me. Yeah. And so that so messaged them. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna be in Fort Worth if you wanna do photos and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll love to and so You're and these they're the girls that like did all the investigating and found you. Through. Yes. Yeah, just yes. make sure they don't have like a dark paneled van. Oh gosh. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'll make sure. You're a celebrity now, right? Oh oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, and so they have a blog. What are they blogging about? Um, just like random like lifestyle stuff, like fashion. Um, gosh, what all do they blog about? I don't I know. know. I know stuff. they post a lot of like Lily Pulitzer, like all the fashion and um, just like random like girl stuff, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, so do you, do you do a lot of uh, photography for little groups like that or? Um, I mean, you're, you're doing stuff with FC Dallas, Dallas Stars, yes. SMU football. Yes, yeah, so I think my huge niche is definitely sports, then also like bloggers and influencers. Uh -huh. And so just because like I'm very budget friendly, just because like I know their struggle, of, like right. trying to like start from literally nothing and build their way up. And so I think that really helped me of like getting more clients is like not to like undersell myself, but yeah. to give a reasonable price to help them build themselves up. And so, so yeah, that's been helpful of networking with like smaller people. Well, everybody's going to want a piece of that. If you're, you know, at or below market price for photography, mm -hmm. uh, because I've seen some of your work and those are some incredible photos that you take. Do Thank you do you. all the editing yourself? Yes. Yeah. Shooting, editing, everything. Are you using Lightroom and all the Adobe products? Yes, I use, yeah, Lightroom, Photoshop, and then, so there's an app I use for, like, my personal photos for, like, Instagram, just, like, random stuff, mm -hmm. and so I guess, like, a few weeks ago, I was like, I want to see what these, like, all the photos that I do for sessions look like on these, um, 
filters that I use. So I send them all through to my iPad. So then I edit them and then I send them back to my computer and they're like amazing. (laughs) And so it takes a little bit longer just because like you can buy the preset for the Lightroom, but it's like 50 bucks. I'm like, I'm buying it for $2 on my phone. Like, (laughs) no, I'm going to be cheap and like take some time for it. Well, you know, with all the different things that you can buy, uh, editing software and you can really end up in a hole pretty quick. So it's good that you're kind of. I can do this for two bucks rather than 50. Yes. Oh, yes. Just dealing with some of this podcast stuff. It's like, well, you can do this, but you should also do this. Mm-hmm. And since you're doing that, why don't you do this? And before you know it, you've got a $100 shopping cart and you've been online for five minutes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and it's okay to have these weird pauses, too, because I can edit those yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so I put a post up on facebook group asking for guests on the show mm-hmm. and you saw that and you jumped on it yes what made you want to do that is there like a specific thing you wanted to talk about um i don't know i just feel like nowadays everyone has like an iphone mm-hmm. or like cameras are getting more um like reasonable price and so i feel like everyone's like a photographer now everybody's a photographer yes everyone's yeah. mom's aunt dog everyone's a photographer right. and so i'm like i've been doing this for nine years and then like and, like, I built it up, but then, like, more people come on. And so I'm, like, well, I got to get creative, like, how to get myself out there. And so I saw it, and it said, first thing I think I, I think Elissa was a photographer. I was, like, yeah. hey, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I just always, um, like, I get, like, people wanting, like, oh, we want to um, put you on our, like, online blog or something. It's, like, they're featuring, like, literally every entrepreneur in Dallas of, like, yeah makeup artists and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. And so I was yeah. talking to a friend about it. And this is like back in February or October. She's like, Molly, just do it. Like, just put yourself out there. And like, you never know what could happen. So yeah. I was, ever since then, I was like, I'm going to jump on every opportunity that yeah. I can just put myself out there. And so I saw your post and I was like, Perfect. I want to do this. And Glad so you did. Mm. And I, I certainly don't want to have everybody on the podcast, mm. but you know, I, so whenever I did that, I put that post out. I went and I looked through every link that people shared with me. And when I looked at yours, I was like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. So um, you're not sitting here just because I needed somebody to talk to, which I did. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I picked you out of the lineup. I had something like 30 responses out of all the different posts I made. And uh, your your portfolio is just very impressive. So Thank you. But uh, I'm glad to hear that you have all these different things cooking. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. The more connections you make... Uh, over time, uh, the more people you know, the more doors that'll open up. So yes, it's really good, and that's part of what's going on here. Uh, the first ten episodes are just to get to know people, familiarize ourselves with what's going on in the area, and uh, whoever will sit down and talk to us about mm-hmm. these things, and uh, you know maybe that'll strike up some really good conversations. So far, it's yes, it's been awesome. We had a, a nurse uh, that just got back from New York. Oh, um, wow. And she was part of a coronavirus uh, response team, I guess. Mm. 5,000 nurses from around the country that went to New York. And uh, she had amazing stories. Scary stories, but oh gosh, amazing I stories. Oh, gosh, I bet. And then uh, yesterday, sat down with um, the folks from House of Whiting. And they took me up in their beautiful downtown apartment. And we took over one of the wow. conference rooms. and. Uh, 
Uh, he was involved in the riots that took place over there on West 7th not mm-hmm. more than a week ago. Yeah. And uh, so that that you just never know what you're going to get into mm-hmm. with these. Um, sat down with uh, Lindsay Hightower and her guitarist, um, Taylor. Um, they're local musicians. They play a lot in Fort Worth and Dallas. but um, And we'll have more musicians on in the future, but... Fun. So, yeah, Fun. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. Mm. I, I have zero expectations, uh, but like you said, you got to put in some work and maybe it'll lead somewhere. Yes, yes. But I'm already meeting awesome people, so yes. good. Yeah, I think for like a year now, it's always been back in my head, like, because everyone's like, oh, be podcast and then, or do a podcast. And whenever I met with Elena Davies over the past year, she started her own park podcast, like interviewing her friends and stuff. And she's like, yeah, it may seem so saturated, but it's like, who cares? Like, yeah. just do it and just see what happens. So, like, for a year now, it's, like, been in the back of my head. It's like, oh, I want to do a podcast, but I don't know what about. And so I've been thinking, like, small business or, like, women's small business owners. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Well, even if it's just the people that are following you on your social media content, that just – builds a stronger connection with the people that are following you. So Mm -hmm. if you start a podcast and let's say, I know you have more than this, but let's just say you have a hundred followers on Facebook. They're going to be able to listen to things that you're talking to your friends about, or maybe Mm -hmm. sit down with whoever Mm -hmm. and have an interesting conversation. That's just going to bring those hundred people closer to you. Yes. So that's good to have that. My phone was just vibrating and I know that's going to show up. (laughs) Um, But I, I know that there's one thing that the podcast community doesn't need, and it's more so-called experts or self-nominated uh, experts. Yeah, Life coaches, motivational speakers. If you're not mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, um, <laughs> you know, yes. we're good. We've already yes. got that checked. But there's a lot um, in the area, and I should probably not say that because there's going to be another podcaster that has a podcast like that, and they're going to get upset. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, maybe but there's a lot of them. So when you yes. say saturation, the only reason I said that is because that is an extremely saturated market. But what is mm. not saturated are your followers listening to you have a podcast. That's True. not saturated. There's only one Molly. True. <laughs> Speak. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if you have a motivational podcast, I <laughs> did not mean to offend you. I was just trying to encourage our friend Molly here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Sasquatch. Yes, yes. How do you feel about Sasquatch? Does he real? Is he real? Does he exist? Where does he exist? Where did um, he come from? Oh God! <laughs> May have to ask my friend Cat Dunn about that. Okay, Cat Dunn, you got to come on. Tell us about yes. Sasquatch. She okay? So, are have you ever watched Big Brother? We were talking about it earlier, right? Yeah, um, so, I've seen a little bit. I'm not like a huge watcher, but so through all my networking stuff. So we actually worked for the same uh, sports company, uh-huh. but I started right when she was leaving. Okay. And Which so um, it's called D210 Sports. Okay. And it's, um, they're on Spectrum Cable. It's um, just like on camera reporting about games and stuff. Yeah. And so through all my networking, I got to photograph her. So we became friends. And then she was on Big Brother last season. And she's like, um, I forget the word that she describes herself, but she's always like, y'all know aliens are real and like all these theories of like how aliens are real. And so some good ones. 
Yes. I like <laughs> the ones that are so far out that you're like, this. I need to be high to listen to this. <laughs> Those are my favorite ones. Yes. But there's a, just recently the Navy released some kind of, well, it got leaked, and then the Navy said, yeah, that's our video. Did you see that one? Oh, like the UFOs or yeah, drones or UFO something? Yeah, UFO, and there's a pilot, and he's talking, and he's tracking the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, one of my friends shared that and tagged her in it, and they're like, oh, my gosh, the aliens are coming. <laughs> so, yeah, Well, I mean, it, it hit the news, and then COVID. Yes. It was gone. Yes. And so I believe coronavirus was just here to keep us from paying attention to the aliens. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. So um, there's, there's no more room for discussion on aliens. Those exist, <laughs> right? Maybe. Um, how maybe. about underground lizard people? Underground lizard people? You don't know about those? No. Illuminati, the secret tunnels. No. Uh, the the elite traveling around on beams of light, transforming from humans back into lizard people. and What? And revert, yeah, it's Why have thing. I not heard about this? Well, you're not listening to enough uh, podcasts. Oh, gosh. That's the problem. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so are you going to have a lizard person on after me? If I can find a lizard person, yeah, we're going to have some questions. Okay. If you... If only you. If you find a lizard person, I will believe in them. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Like, just me. Yes. So if somebody else brings up lizard well, people. Mm, okay, now I've got to think about that. <laughs> i got to think about that. How about this? If lizard people ever become a thing, and there's irrefutable proof of lizard people, you have to come to this podcast to talk about it. If Molly goes and talks to anybody else about lizard people on a podcast, we got a problem. Ooh. We're fighting. Okay. I'll <laughs> think about that for sure. Uh, Rockwell is a beautiful area. I... Uh, I did not finish this. Um, maybe I will at some point. I started taking uh, private pilot lessons. And Rockwall, the uh, the lake over there, is that Ray Hubbard? Ray Hubbard, yeah. That was kind of the, the place that we would go and practice maneuvers and turns around a point and all that oh, stuff. Cool. So um, I, I got kind of enamored with that lake. Mm. And then I drove out there one day just to check it out because I'd only seen it from 5,000 feet or above. Okay, and that's pretty casual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's not too high. Um, you can basically jump out and just hop out of the plane, and you're good. Um, but there's a spot over there. It's got a Hilton Hotel, big the strip harbor. mall. The harbor, yeah. Yes. Have you ever done uh, Sailing with Scott? Um, it's a big wooden boat. It's a catamaran. It's a sailboat. I don't think I've sailed, but I've been on a party boat there. So they do. They have the other one that is like a larger party boat. holds like... 40 people. It's got two decks. Like an yes, deck I've been on that. Yes. Yeah. I've been on that one too. But if the catamaran is still out there, um, that is a lot of fun. Oh, okay. It's a good date idea too. So if you've got a hot date and you need something original. Yes, yes. It's called Sailing with Scott. I've done it twice and it's a lot of fun. Oh, fun. I was just actually out there yesterday doing a photo shoot. Were you? Yes. There's a lot of good backdrops there. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was a very nice day yesterday. It looks right. like it's kind of, like, it's getting a little bit run down. I hate to say that, but I went out there really? about a year ago, yeah. and it was kind of looking rough. Some of the shops were closed. Yeah. I guess I usually only go there for, like, restaurants. Mm -hmm. There's one restaurant there, Gloria's. It's a good Mexican restaurant. We've got one here. Oh, they're amazing. They're mimosas. Have you had their $10 margarita? <gasps> okay. My friend yesterday said something about that, and I have not. I don't think I've Danger. had there. Danger. <laughs> oh my gosh okay now i gotta try it yeah um if you are driving you need to make sure you have three hours before you get behind the wheel if you're gonna have one. 
Oh, gosh. Strong. Dang. If TABC ever finds out about this, TABC doesn't listen to podcasts, so we're good. Okay. But if they ever do, Gloria's is probably getting shut down indefinitely because Ooh. those damn margaritas are so strong. Like, I'm serious. If you have one, you ain't driving. Oh, gosh. If you have two, you're done for the night. Oh, gosh. And I think Just they call actually, an Uber. Yeah, I think they have a two margarita limit. Like, oh, wow. You can't order three. I might be wrong. I'm probably making all this up. Maybe it was just me they wouldn't give three to. <laughs> yeah, now I'm tempted to sir, go try. Sir, three's, three's too much for you. Two, oh two's God. the limit tonight. Maybe that's what it was. Ooh, see, I <laughs> there is, um, it used to be on Knox and Henderson in Dallas, this, like, really cool hit bar, and they have bottomless mimosas. Jesus. And we asked the waitress <laughs> one day, we're like, so is there a limit? She's like, well, we put 15. We're like, bet. 15? Yeah, 15 glasses. God. So we tried. I think we got to like 10. I feel like your teeth would rot out after 15 mimosas. We were there for like eight hours, I think. Jesus, what were y'all doing? Just just drinking. <laughs> like literally the year after I graduated, because most of my friends and sorority sisters, they were still at SMU. Mm-hmm. So like every single Saturday for a good year, we would go to this one bar. I like, they opened at like 11 in the morning and we didn't leave till like 5.30 that night. Did you already night. tell me the name of this place? No, because um, I don't know if they're reopening or not. Oh, no. Because they have, like, all that construction down there. Yeah. And so it's, like, taking up all their parking. And so I think they're moving to a new location or they're closing. I don't know. I There's so many businesses that just got shut down. Yeah. It's terrible. And okay. there were a lot, like, I don't know how badly they were impacted. But over here in Fort Worth, we've got uh, Magnolia. I think that's right. It's over in kind of the hospital district, just mm-hmm. south of 30. I think I've been there. You probably have, yeah. Um, it's a pretty hot little spot. And there were, I think, 40 different businesses that were set to open up in 2020, with, all within like a three or four block area. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many of them are going to make it. Like, because, wow. you know, you invest all that money. Mm-hmm. You've got a timeline set up. Like, okay. You know, we got to start making money at this point. We'll open the doors at this point, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you've got a timeline in your head. That's what you tell your investors if you've got any kind of financial backing. And then you start spending money, and then coronavirus hits, and you can't do anything. You're yeah. not making the money that you thought you would. you got rent yes. to worry about and all that other stuff. So Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to see after the dust settles, like, which businesses made it and which ones didn't. Mm-hmm. What we can do to support them, I guess. Yeah, definitely like all businesses right now need yeah. the support. I, uh, so just lately, I've always been one of those guys that's like, you should buy American made stuff. You should support American mm-hmm. you know, businesses, stuff like that. Um, but I don't think I was ever very serious about it. And just lately, I've been like turning things over and looking like, where was this made? Does it say mm-hmm. made in China? Because if it does, I'm going to look for a comparable product that was made here in the States. Yes. Yeah. And I was amazed. You, can't hardly find anything made in the oh, US. I know. It's yeah. very damn difficult. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there needs to be a resource for that. Like go to a website. And, and I did find a website, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but there is a website where it's like all made in Texas stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that I did find and I did look at, it was like super like novelty. You know, mm-hmm. like Texas-shaped cookie cutters and crap yes. like that. So oh, no, yeah. I need a rubber spatula that I can use on my cast iron pan. Yes. Sorry, those are only made in China. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember, like, right, I think, like, 
early February. I was meeting with a friend. He was playing for SMU basketball. Okay. And he was going to go into the NBA, but, like, all these injuries happened. So now he's wanting to do, like, athleisure wear. And so we met, I want to say early February. He's like, well, this coronavirus thing, it's, like, putting a stop on everything because all my stuff is coming from China. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, just, like, you have, like, you're here in Dallas where, like, you can just Google, like, local t-shirt company or like printing company yeah. or something so i'm not sure if he did that i met with him last week he had like boxes full of stuff and yeah. so hopefully that encouraged him to shop local and stuff just because like it does put a huge damper on like a pandemic like this you can't do business with some products well, i hope it kind of snaps uh us as americans out of the the fog that we seem to be living in you know like mm-hmm. and to hell with t-shirts and spatulas. Um, a lot of medicines come mm, from China. Yes. And there were uh, specifically a dialysis medication that these people that have to have dialysis on a weekly basis, they take this medicine, and it's a daily medicine. And if they don't take it daily, they will die. Oh, that wow. That medication it's is from China. It's only from China? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did so, not know that. There's a lot of stuff that we need to probably fix yes. so next time this happens, because it will. Uh, there will be another virus. Oh, yeah, and definitely another wave. People will freak through. out. Mm-hmm. Were you impressed by how quick the gas stations got those, like, uh, plexiglass windows set up after? Oh, <laughs> yes. That's the one thing that blew my mind. It was, like, day two, and they've got all these splash shields, like, hanging from the ceilings. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's pretty quick. Yes. Well, Molly, I know you've got to get out of here. You've got the engagement with your bloggers. Yes. Remember to watch for yes. a black paneled van. Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, feel free to come back anytime. I'll probably bug you here uh, in the near future to see what you've been up to. And mm-hmm. maybe we can uh, bring your blog friends on here and talk about aliens. Ooh, yes. Oh, yes. Cat would love that. <laughs> okay. Cat. Yeah. Yes. Cat, if you're listening to this, we want you to come out here and talk with me and Molly. <laughs> Yes, I'll send that to her. (laughs) Okay, friends, that's all for now. I got three more episodes to record today, so looking forward to that. Thank you all for listening. Molly, thank you very much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, bye, everybody.